Thanks for listening to the Life Church Weekly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Borg. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. My will and my plan for your life continually. And so press in, go further. When you think you've arrived, you've not, because there's more. There's another step. There's a higher level. There's a greater experience. There's more revelation. There are still many, 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 many things I have not shown you. I have not revealed to you. But if you'll keep walking with me, if you'll keep on this path, you're setting yourself up to experience and receive more and more and more of me. Hallelujah. That's what the Lord's saying. Ho, ho. Praise God. Praise God. We honor you. We bless you. We bless your name. We bless your name, Father. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you for grace in the place. We thank you. Thank you, Father. We honor you. We worship you. We give you glory. We bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, faithful Savior. Thank you, Lord. We look to you. We look to you continually. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For causing these these gifts, these amazing favors, manifestations of your glory to manifest in all of our lives. Hallelujah. When we need your joy, there it is. When we need your peace, there it is. Oh, when we need your help, there it is. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ha, 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 ha. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. There are no sad days in heaven. Amen. Amen. And God's whole plan is that we would have some heaven on earth to go to heaven in. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God's good. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now, some uh, if you're uh, you know new to Christianity. Uh, and uh, you don't understand the ways of the Spirit. I know sometimes people question, well, how, some, how come sometimes when these gifts of the Spirit are in manifestation, the, 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 the tongue is shorter than the interpretation? It, well, that can happen for multiple reasons. Sometimes it's, uh, it's, uh, well, it's just the matter of, if you've, if you've learned different languages, which, you know, I only know a few, well, well, a few words in a couple languages. Say it that way. Uh, you know, sometimes I, I mean I, I've spoken in different uh, countries where I've had to be interpreted in in uh, Spanish, in uh, Tagalog, in what else? Italian. What else? Just feel. feel but sometimes I've, I'm, when I'm preaching. And there's an interpreter, and I'll say something kind of short, and they'll go. It's like, are you adding on? Well, sometimes it's just a matter of translation that it takes more words or less words, or I'll say something long, and they'll say it real short. Continue, you know. Uh, But sometimes there's a matter of that. The other time, the other thing that happens sometimes is you go from. tongues and interpretation to prophecy and so uh, it's actually three gifts in manifestation diverse tongues interpretation of the tongues and then you enter into uh, a prophecy from there ultimately it doesn't matter what matters is uh, what's the Lord saying amen 
Wow, this is a good presence of God here. Shoo, glory to God. I'm glad I came to church. Even if we had to stand half the night, huh? Wow, it's just good to be in the presence of the Lord. He's helping us. Man, He wants us to walk in His, his best, His fullness. Glory to God, glory to God. Let me just pray for a moment. Father, thank you for working in here. Thank you for working in these lives. You're gracious. Oh, you're faithful. Faithful, faithful. Faithful to us. Even if we've been unfaithful, you you remain the same. Merciful and kind and gracious to us every time. We thank you for it. We honor you. We bless you. We give you the glory that you deserve. Oh, only you deserve it. We give you the credit, all the praise for every good thing that happens. Hallelujah. (laughs) In Jesus' name, praise God. Seems like someone's back got healed while we were praying or while we were doing this. Uh, Your back, you were uh, in the upper part of your back. It was giving you trouble, and it's it's not anymore. And uh, maybe you haven't even noticed. Uh, If it was hurting, you're giving you trouble, and, and... you forgot about it or anything, and uh, and now, am I talking? Am I am I talking about someone? Does someone have that? Lift your hand, wave it at me if you say say my back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better, better than it was. Something happened when I when, when oh some of you caught two people back there happened, and uh, not third, three, oh, four, huh? five. Amen. Praise God. I just I'm just listening to the Spirit, and sometimes I get direct words. I just know. And sometimes, you know, it's a tongue that comes up, you know, and, and, and sometimes you just, you get these impressions in the spirit of, of things that are happening uh, while, we're, while we're talking. Amen. And, and let me just say this as well. This kind of uh, connects to uh, earlier in the service when I started uh, sharing that about being drained and uh, uh, being worn out. Sometimes that can happen when a person's in a wrong relationship. When a person's, I'm not talking about if you're married, that's the right one. <laughs> I need to get away from my spouse. They're draining me. <laughs> well, that, that might be true, but that's another issue. <laughs> but sometimes if, if a person is, is single and maybe they're in a, a dating type of relationship and they're battling on the inside, whether, you know, the Lord's trying to help you out and say, hmm, go that's not the right one, and but you keep hanging on to it. That'll totally suck the life out of you. Slowly, real slow. But you'll notice feeling over time, you feel drained. You feel, ah. And you might really love them. It's not a matter of you're, not, you're a bad person or they're a bad person. It's not about that. But sometimes when you know something's going the wrong way, you have to step out because it'll, it'll really suck the life out of you. Right. Amen. So if that fits you, you know, good, go for it. I'm not trying to expose anyone. And uh, we're all just trying to follow the Spirit of God the best we can and enjoy God's best. And Amen. 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 How many, how many know uh, one of the things that we learn as believers is uh, we learn to judge and interpret circumstances in life by the Word as opposed to judging the Word by our circumstances. I mean, no, many have fallen into that trap. It's like, well, you know, they're looking at what happened to them or what didn't happen or someone they know, sometimes usually negative things or tragic things, something didn't go right. And so they start forming their belief about God or about His Word uh, around that event. 
And how many know that's just the opposite of the way we're supposed to do it? Do it the other way around. Everything that happens to you, everything you see, everything you hear about, funnel all that through God's Word. That will give you clear understanding. The other way is a clear path to deception. Yeah? Yeah, You you know, well, you might recall uh, over in in the Psalms, there's a passage there it talks uh, talking about Joseph of the Old Testament and it said that he was uh, that the word of the Lord tried him tried him have you ever heard someone say well I tried that and it didn't work meaning the word meaning prayer meaning uh, you know I don't know uh, the laying on of hands me, some of the spiritual practices. They say, I tried that and it didn't work. Well, no, you never tried the Word and it didn't work. What might have happened is the Word tried you and you didn't work. See, one's the wrong approach. One's, again, judging the Word by our experience or by our circumstance. The other is saying, no. No, the word of the Lord is true. The word of the Lord is right. I'm going to judge everything by it. I'm going to stay with this and wait for or cause my circumstance to change. I'm not going to embrace my circumstance and try to make the word of God fit into that. Maybe you've, I've heard someone, someone say it this way before. Instead of us being made into God's image, we try to make him into our image. I don't know who said that first, but, uh, uh, you know, that's the kind of idea where people are trying to uh, change and alter God or His Word to fit their life. No, your life is like Play-Doh. You can make it any shape you want. What do I mean by that? We can take God's Word and apply it and shape the way that we think and our, even our experience until it looks a whole lot like heaven. Yeah, and that should be our goal, right? The fullness of God, all His goodness, all His best, lacking nothing. And if I need to keep working on it, keep shaping and keep moving things around for a while until it just looks, then we just keep, we keep doing that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. No condemnation. You know, <laughs> I just got, I got thinking about what would happen if I tried to use Play-Doh to make stuff. It usually doesn't work too well. Some of you are gifted that way. You ever try to like to make a dog or a horse with a... Some of you can do it, huh? Some of us can't. <laughs> Amen. But, but again, we always want to... Uh, can I give you a verse? This is a great verse. Great couple verses. It's in, uh, it's in 2 Thessalonians. I'll just share these few words and maybe that'll be it and maybe we'll be done and maybe... We won't. We'll see. Uh, thank you, Lord. If you're new with us to Wednesday night believers meetings, uh, this is kind of the order of things that every week they're different because we just come and just yield and just trying to trying to follow the Spirit of God for this day. All right. How did I know those uh, six individuals would be ready and willing and wanting to be filled with the Spirit tonight? I didn't. No one told me that. Uh, I mean, you could take a chance any given time, but isn't it wonderful? Oh, thank you, Lord. And uh, 
Anyway, look at looking at looking at life, looking at circumstances. Let's uh, read over here. And did I say I meant First Thessalonians? No, I was just wrong. I didn't mean it. It is First Thessalonians chapter five. I thought I, I was thinking it was the second book, but it's not. Uh, it says in verse nineteen. 1 Thessalonians 5.19 Do not quench the Spirit. That's a good word. So would it be possible? Say, well, God's going to do whatever God's going to do. No, no, the Spirit of God could be quenched. Right? So don't do that. Verse 20, do not despise prophecies. So, again, you could see that it's possible for someone to have a negative view of prophecies. And despise them. And oh, here they go again. There they go again prophesying. Uh, well, I understand uh, why someone, why some people would do that. Some have been taught incorrectly. And they don't think the Lord speaks anymore. You know, I think that, you know, he spoke. There's the Bible. And that's all it is. They're called cessa- what, cessation, cessationists. Cessationalists. Not, not cessational. Cessationist. I got to get the word right. In other words, God doesn't move. No healings. No miracles. Nothing. No. You know, just that was all a long time ago. Now we just we're just academic. Uh, some have been taught that, but other times people. You, you know why you could despise a prophecy? I think some could because when people are too loosey goosey with prophecy, and it's not really the spirit. And it's, you know, a lot of flesh mixed in or maybe wrong motives or they just prophesy things and they never happen. You know, they prophesy future events and those dates come and go and nothing ever happens. How many know you could start rolling your eyes next time someone prophesies? Well, that's why we have this verse. He said, just, just, if there is something off or is something wrong or abused or in any way, uh, that, that could be. People are people. People miss it sometimes. But he said, don't despise it. Never get, never get rid of the real thing. The real thing is, is we want people to be inspired, have inspired utterance. Don't despise prophecies. Look, verse 21. Test all things. All things what? Well, prophecies would be some of those. Test them. Test everything. Test all things. King James Bible says prove all things. Prove it out. See if, see if, it's, see if it's the right thing. See if it's real. See if it's the genuine article. Look at the fruits. Analyze things. There's nothing wrong with that. You can have a. It's possible to have a critical attitude. We don't want that. Don't want to be a complainer. Don't want to be critical of everything. Don't don't want to be finding the problem with everyone and everything and looking for anything wrong. That's a wrong attitude. Okay. But if you don't have that, is it wrong to analyze, to to judge prophecy? Is it wrong? No. It's right to do that. Okay. The Lord wants us to. We compare things with Scripture. Say, does that line up? Is that correct? And, uh, and he said, test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Hold fast to what? What is good. So that means there are some things I'm not supposed to hold fast to. Right? Some things will happen to you in your life, and you are not supposed to hold on to them. Not supposed to hold fast to them. You're supposed to let them go. Yeah? Why? So we can hold fast to and hold on to good things. I think probably part of that is I can only hold on to so many things. You know what I'm talking about? You know, how much can I carry around? 
How much can I hold on to? I can, I'm limited in what I can hold on to. So I better get rid of stuff that I'm not supposed to. I need to let go of some things in my life, enabling me to embrace others and hold on to other things. Yeah. Yeah. But the other side of that is if I'm to hold fast to what is good, then I would say I should turn loose of what is bad. And in my, in my discernment and judgment of what's right, what's wrong, what's God, what's not, some of these things uh, we, ha- we need to let go of. We need to release. And you can see this, by the way, this wouldn't be necessary if everything that happened in the name of the Lord was always true. If, if, when I say in the name of the Lord, meaning people do it, quote, in His name. If everything were automatically right and good and God and correct, then I would not be endeavoring to hold on to the good and let go of the bad. There is going to be bad stuff. Yeah. Should we be surprised by it? No. You say, oh, cool. There's one of those things I'm not supposed to hold fast to. I found one. I'm not going to embrace it. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to give it up. I'm going to say, nope, have nothing to do with that. If that never happens, I don't know, that doesn't make sense. Because then everything's good. And if everything's good, the scripture is unnecessary. I think it is necessary. So we should be prepared. We should plan to have to do some discerning. Uh, we can be ready for it. There's some stuff I'm going to have to discern in my life. There's some things that will come my way. There are some circumstances or things that will happen, you know, around me or to me or whatever. And I'm going to have to judge them, meaning the circumstance. I'm going to have to analyze that. I'm going to have to say, good, bad. Let go of that. Embrace this. Yeah. So that's normal. It's right. It's necessary. It's the proper way that that we should deal with things. Uh, How do I judge them? Again, we run everything back through God's Word. Everything runs back through His Word. And, and, And if I find myself believing something that's incorrect, do I have a verse on it? You know this, that uh, Satan's primary strategy and tactic against you, against people, is, what would you say it is? Say it out loud. Deception. Lies. You could say, that, that's his strategy. If he can get you to believe something wrong, that, then that's his inroad into your life. Right? And if you believe something that's correct or true, you're free. Jesus said. If you believe something that's wrong, you're bound up. So his strategy is deception. Uh, how does some of that work? It's called misinterpretation. Something happens to you or around you or in our world. He wants, to, he wants to get us to see it wrong. To describe it incorrectly. To misinterpret it. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I think, ideally, is so we'll put the blame on God. And it'll separate us. Even just a little bit in our relationship with God. So he's the guilty one. And we're upset. We're, dis- we're discouraged. We're frustrated with God. Something to drive a wedge in that relationship. Because that's our power source. That's our life source. Your relationship with God is everything. 
If you were to lose all your money and your home and your vehicles and, and everything of earthly value, but you held on to your relationship with God, you'll be back. Amen. But I tell you if, you, if you, if you lose your relationship, if you keep every natural thing, but there's a wedge between you and God, there's, it's not right, that's a problem. That's when we've truly lost. And so the intention of Satan's lies and deceit is to put a wedge so you cannot have a, an open, clear, thriving relationship with the Father. And, of course, a part of that is a giving and receiving relationship where his promises come to pass and his blessings flow. The enemy is trying to keep us away from that. So anything that happens, watch out because there's going to be a temptation to misunderstand it, to misinterpret it, to misapply it, to call it something that it's not. Run it through the filter of God's Word. Say, Psh, I see this. That's not God. That's not His plan or, or something. And we judge it by the Word. Amen. Even the enemy does that with, with, with us. He'll try to get you to interpret someone else's actions towards you incorrectly. You've, you've, you've experienced that, haven't you? We all have. I mean, why did they do that? What do they mean by that? See what they you hear what they said? Why? Intention is to get us out of love, out of the love walk. So we're we're not walking in love and forgiveness and we hold things against each other and there's a little wedge between relationships. He's never succeeded in that one with you, has he? Amen. He's a deceiver. It's very real. It's very real. These are Real life, real life stuff. What do I need to do? Run it all through the Word. And, and I tell you, the more, the more we're grounded in this book and have a spiritual relationship with Him and are filled with, the better we'll be at discerning, at looking at situations and seeing them correctly, seeing them right. Amen. Go to John 8 real quick. John, John. Sorry, did I switch over into French on you there? In John chapter 8, you know these verses, but they fit. You you remember, uh, this is the way Satan did it in the garden. The garden of Eden, go back to the book of Genesis. What did he do? He tried to get Adam to misinterpret God's intentions. What? He said you couldn't eat of this tree. Ah, he just doesn't want you to be like him. You know, trying to get him to, in, to misinterpret the motive, the reason, uh, and to the ultimate end that he would sin. Uh, John eight thirty one. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in me, in my word, uh, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Who are his disciples indeed? The ones that hear the word? The ones that can quote some scriptures? No. The ones that abide, that means live. That means you stay there. Huh? Sometimes I'll go on a trip and I'll stay in a hotel. I don't abide there though. I'm just visiting. Right? Where do I live? I live in my home. Where, do, where does the Christian live? Where does the, let me say it this way. Where does Jesus' disciple live? In his word. 
That's not an occasional visit, not once in a while. Oh, yeah, Jesus' Word, I love it, it's nice. No, I live there. You ever, heard of, you ever heard of a guy named Smith Wigglesworth? Some of you have. A powerful minister uh, from, you know, 100 years ago. And uh, mightily used of God. But uh, many stories of him uh, that he wouldn't go 15 minutes without being in the Word and prayer. And so if you went out to eat with him or had him at your home to eat, and uh, he'd stop right in the middle of it. <laughs> Say, well, it's been long enough. Let's go ahead and read. He just constantly just lived conscious of God. He would, he would abide in the Word of God. That's an interesting thought, huh? Been driving down the road. I guess I have to pull over. It's been 15 minutes. I picked 15 minutes without considering the Lord's words. I better pull over. Well, Jesus said, if you'll abide, you'll, you'll be my disciple. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. When shall you know the truth? When we abide in His Word. Now, I'm not making that 15-minute thing some kind of law, but you don't get the principle. When we abide in it, then we know. What if we don't abide? What if we visit every couple months? Then we don't know the truth, and then we will not be free. Why will we not be free? Because that is the opportunity for deception to come in. Yeah? When I'm hearing the word of the Lord continually, there's no room for deception to come in. But the moment I shut that voice off from my life, the other voice keeps coming. Meaning something happens, you get a wrong interpretation of it, a wrong understanding. And it'll indict God, it'll indict someone else, it'll make you feel condemned, it'll do something. Some person, someone will be driven down in the middle of it. But when we run everything and interpret it all through the the Word of God continually, we see clearly. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media. Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.